Welcome to Centerpoint, a podcast series from Center College, where important conversations take place. This newest addition to the series includes oral history interviews with World War II veterans conducted by Assistant Professor of History Sarah Eggie and her students at Center College. Each interview is divided into three parts and introduced by Dr. Eggie. Join us now for part three of episode three, which features David Walker, who was at Pearl Harbor when it was attacked by the Japanese. He is interviewed by Tori Parker. I am delighted to share another interview with a World War II veteran. We interviewed David Walker, who served in the Navy during World War II. You will hear his interview in three episodes. In episode three, Mr. Walker discusses a range of topics, from rituals associated with crossing the equator to his opinions about Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He also gives insightful comments about the use of atomic weapons on Japan. His remarks are thought-provoking. I hope you enjoy them. What did you think about the atomic bombs and the dropping of the bombs? I think it was a mistake. A mistake? Hmm. Why is that? I don't, it wasn't the military decision. Mm -hmm. It was against civilians. It wasn't against military. How many millions are suffering still today from those? nuclear atomic explosions. But it did it anyway. Whenever man in his plane from wherever he came from invented a weapon better than anybody else, had to use it. <laughs> That's the way it goes. So we invented a weapon that nobody else had and used it. So you you think it was a mistake because it was used on civilian targets instead of like a military action? Yeah. Yeah. It's very noble. Of course, there's no there's no really controlling. Nobody uses person more. They're more dangerous now than they were then, mm -hmm. and they're more controllable. They have, I guess they have nuclear weapons that they could even use. But there is no such thing as a battlefield anymore like there was. Whereas you had, and you have the planes and everything, which is something you can, you can fly up high as and of course, back in World War II, there were no jets or anything like that. What did World War II, II change the most in your life? How did it change your life? I don't know. It seems like I just more or less screw up and older. Normally, mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't suffer for any, from anything. What is your definition of a hero? A what? A hero. Never gave it a thought. <laughs> Did you meet any men or know any men that you would con or women that you would consider heroes? I might have. I didn't know it. 
But now, you, looking back, do you think any of them, the people you served with, were heroes? Or yourself? Not really. I really didn't see very much action during the war. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time at sea doing what I had been educated to do. And, uh, but as far as doing anything heroic or anything that I had, I didn't, mm-hmm. or didn't know anybody who had. Would you consider yourself patriotic? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm patriotic. Why? Can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always get a thrill when I raise the light. I sing that even today. So you got a thrill even when you were on the ship. Every time you raised the flag or anything like that. <clears throat> I am. I would get uh, uh, tickled when I raise the flag. How would you like future generations to remember World War II and your service? Never having given it a thought. It was an experience, just the service department for me, that uh, it was so much different than what I had before. So when I started going up in rank and I was in charge of men and directing them, it was just normal. That was the way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Did you stay in contact with any of them? Any yeah. of your men? Did you stay in contact with any of them after the war? Take what? Stay in contact? Did you keep up with them? No. I had a, I had a friend. He was kind of a big shot at the American Legion and also the Pearl Harbor survivors. And he always wanted me to join, but I never did. And uh, he said that most of the men that had been raised Warren retired as lieutenant commanders. Uh, I could have been Warren too. all I had to do about was sign my name because I had all the, I guess, so-called education there or whatever it takes to, to gather what the other chief boardship did. Mm-hmm. It would have been quite a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Ever since I thought I should have. So you were at Pearl Harbor at the end of the war when the peace treaty was signed, is that correct? What was that like? Uh, it was another day. <laughs> <laughs> were people celebrating or? I never did see any there. Hmm. Of course I was, I think I was in the hospital. Why? They said I had ulcers. Oh. At the time of the end of the war, I think they were afraid in some of their age when they're cutting back ships that they're going to have too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. 
So they were cutting it off the higher ones, like myself, that she should be giving them medical discharge or something. And that's what I got. I did draw a pension for a few years. And not a pension, but a disability. Then they, during one of the cutback times, they took me down. I went I had to go down to Detroit to hospital or Navy, or they gave me all kinds of tests, and they cut it out. <laughs> How did you feel about that, about your discharge? If they ask what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. Wasn't allowed in any way. Mm -hmm. Of course, $20 was $20. That far back. 50, 60 years, 70 years. How the time has gone by so fast. And there are so many radical changes in, in the lifestyles. Even the grocery stores are are so much different than they were then. Used to go, you wanted to buy a grocery, you'd go to the store, and you'd tell the clerk what you want, and they would get it. And, well, I don't know how it was. Even back in my young boyhood days, if you wanted five pounds of sugar, they'd go to a barrel and weigh out five pounds of sugar, mm -hmm. or brown sugar, or whatever it is you wanted. Imagine not having any supermarkets. Of course, there weren't as many people either. But what would the, what would the government do if it all of a sudden released all our military into the population? Wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't think. But I think I think anything the government wants to do, even for me, I gave up six years. Of practically no, no pay duty for for my country. Hey, when I started out at twenty one dollars a month, at that time a chief petty officer. When I was discharged, I got I think it was one hundred forty four dollars a month as a chief petty officer. Now a recruit gets more than that. Mm -hmm. They give a lot of times to give bonuses to get him to sign. Actually, my oldest son did 23 years and he never did make chief. He was first class, but he was a boatswain's mate, which is the toughest rate, I think, to get. And uh, it got where all these young officers, 20, 20, 30 years, 25 or 30 years old, were telling him when he was 50 what he had to do, and he just didn't sit. Mm -hmm. So he didn't make chief. <laughs> but he had a lot of duties. Mm -hmm. He was stationed over in Scotland. And uh, my wife and I and Philip, one flew over there and we over there for 30 days and his wife was English. 
so we didn't have to stay in in uh, expensive hotels or anything like that. Although we did go downtown in London and saw the change of the day garden at the palace. Then we flew over to Paris for five days, and uh, it was an experience. Speaking of traveling, did you cross the equator? Oh, yeah. Did you have to do a ritual? Oh, yeah. What did you have to do? I think most of the day would dump you into a tank of seawater and then get up and they would flag you with a pillow or something (laughs) down through the line where you would grab a pillow and you'd stay in line for the next guy. And then there was crossing in a nice debate line too. But that was that was just an incident. I did it a hundred times. Was there a ritual for that one too or not really? Going one way you have it four hours extra on your watch. Because <laughs> we they usually change at an hour at a time. Whichever way you were going. If you're going if you're going west, I think it went up an hour. And if you're going east, go down an hour. And that would be added under somebody's watch. And you just had to take it out long. It was no big deal. Then there was crossing the Arctic Circle up in the, the northern parts. I never did that either. Never got to Japan. All of my son did. Or Australia. So you said, this is going back a little bit, but you said you couldn't believe that Pearl Harbor was attacked. Why was it so shocking? Was it because you didn't, do you think, do you think it was shocking for everyone or do you think there was a warning before the attack? Did you ever hear anything about that? Well, I don't know, but the different stories are here. They they more or less thought there might be. Mm-hmm. By the way, the diplomats were acting and so forth in Washington. They, I just don't understand that the admirals that were in charge of Pearl weren't in on the thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, you never could tell what FDR was up to. He, he was a pretty smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs>